It's time for Carolina Blitz, the freshest coverage of Carolina sports and entertainment. Hosted by founder and editor-in-chief, Bash Ty Hurt. She don't play games. She covers them. All right, you are now rocking with the best here on ESPN 730. You're now tuned into Carolina Blitz, the radio show. My name is Bash Ty Hurt. I'm your host and founder and editor-in-chief of Carolina Blitz. Carolina Blitz is a website. It is a brand dedicated to finding fresh and compelling news stories in and outside of traditional sports reporting and sharing them with you guys, the listeners and our fans in a way that is entertaining and fun. A little bit about us. We are a credentialed sports media outlet. We cover the Panthers. We cover Duke, UNC, NC State, and more. So if you are a fan of these teams or just sports in general, go check us out at carolinablitz.com. Now we're happy to bring our brand online and on social media here to the radio on 730 the game if you follow us which i hope you'll do at carolina blitz on twitter instagram facebook we are social so wherever you're at you can find us we appreciate the fans of our teams and the passion that they have when it comes to their squad we also like to do things a little differently so each week we will highlight you the fans of the teams we cover and have you on as a special co-host so if you're interested our DMs are open. If you are just checking in, you're tuned into Carolina Blitz, the radio show on ESPN 730. This week, we have a, a, a special guest. And when I sent out a, a call to have weekly guest hosts, this guy was one of the first ones to hit me up. And I greatly appreciate that. Appreciate it. We have Tony West on the line with us, better known on Twitter as AOT Time. Uh, I'm sorry, AO underscore T Time Nine, uh, aka the Pack Watch CEO. Uh, <laughs> so, Tony, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. I know you live in Atlanta, but you're not from Atlanta, and uh, the teams you're a fan of, and how you got to be a fan of them. Yeah. Uh, so, for one, thank you for having me on and giving me this opportunity to speak to you about you know, sports and stuff like that. So I want to thank you for, you know, just giving me the opportunity. Um, and then first and foremost, you know, I'm Tony West. Uh, grew up, I was actually born in Anderson, South Carolina. So that's about, um, that's about 20 miles southeast of uh, Greenville, South Carolina. You a, you you a know, country not, boy. Yeah, yeah. So I was born there, um, stayed there till I was six. And then uh, from there on, Ford, I lived in Charlotte for about 19 years, and then I just moved to the Atlanta metropolitan area about a year ago. Um, so that kind of covers where I've been and stuff like that. Um, also, as well, teams. I, I was obviously everybody basically knows I'm a huge Clemson fan. Like I just said, grew up about 10 or 15 minutes outside of Death Valley. Um, so huge Clemson fan. Um, basketball. My dad was a Lakers fan, so I kind of just. Roll with that also as well. You know, uh, you know, I pulled for the Hornets at one point in time, but I didn't like the way things was going there. So I kind of started pulling for the Hawks because I moved here to Atlanta just to kind of pull for some. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. You, no, that is not acceptable, Tony. That is not acceptable. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I still be wanting to see Charlotte do good, but I mean, they're you just so frustrating. You can't switch so from one bum team to another bum team. Right. Is, this, come on, yeah. man. I'm disappointed, <laughs> man. Yeah, but that's that's basically how it is. Right now, NFL-wise, 
I mean, I don't have a team as of right now. Stop it. I'm probably, probably going to end up back with the Panthers. You know how it goes. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. You 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 left the pan. You left being a Panthers fan because you have been a Panthers fan, right? So when yeah. Cam mm-hmm. left, when Cam left, you left. You you were one of those bye no. bye birds. No, no, no. Listen, though, this is this is why I left. I, I want to explain. I want to put this on the record because people keep bringing this up and like, oh, ain't he, he not a Panther fan or whatever. I want to bring this up too while we're on here. The reason I left the Panthers is because of the franchise and the way they carry themselves. I personally, I'm probably in the minority of like this whole thing. I feel like they kind of did the right thing with moving on with Cam. Oh, I said that okay. before. Yeah, I said that before. I think it was just time for both of them to take a, a new path. Both Cam and also as well the franchise. I mean, I thought the writing was pretty much on the wall when Ron Rivera got you know fired last year. I thought, okay, well Cam's next to go. I mean, then with everybody retiring and stuff like that, I just felt like it was the right time to just go ahead and change, turn the page. So I didn't have a problem with Cam leaving, but it was just like the fact that like you know we're going into this rebuild. You know what I'm saying? David Tepper is talking, you know, sending out letters to PSL owners saying, you know, we got to rebuild it up and, and you know doing all that. So I'm thinking, okay, we're about to go full like rebuild mode we're going to be probably like two and 14 and he goes and said and then i think this is more so a marty herney move he goes and signs teddy bridgewater which is not going to get you teddy bridgewater is good enough to not have you bad enough if that makes sense okay um so that's when i was like yo i'm tired of this like i'm tired of being in nfl purgatory one year we're good one year we're not one year we're good one year we're not like i was just tired of going through that same cycle of sports depression and it was just frustrating. But I will say this. I like what Matt Rule is doing so far. And I like the hire when they hired him. Um, but Marty Harney got to go for me to even consider coming back. Wow. Okay. We're, this is a perfect segue. And if you're listening, you're just tuning in, you're listening to Carolina Blitzer Radio Show on ESPN 730. On the line with Tony West. Uh, if you haven't checked him out, please follow him on Twitter at AO underscore T time nine. And he also has a podcast where he discusses Clemson football and that's ta- talk time with time, right? No, it's talks with T time. <laughs> talk. I'm sorry. Talk with T time. So make sure you uh, check out his podcast and follow him on Twitter. So that was a good segue for us to go mm-hmm. into Panthers. And I ain't you, you say you're not a fan. I don't, I, 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 I call cap. But um, <laughs> you say you're not a fan, but you follow the team and you talked Definitely. about Matt Rule being a good hire. We're roughly halfway through the season. Uh, mm-hmm. How would you grade the Panthers so far? I'm going to be real with you. Uh, I've seen some posts saying that they were like the best worst team. And that's like really accurate. Like if you look at the Panthers, they've been in literally every single game they played. Like they're literally like, two or three snaps away from being like a playoff caliber team. Um, That team is really good. And that's why I was mad at, you know, Marty Herney for signing Tanny because I knew that team would be competitive with, you know, Matt Rule and Joe Brady. I knew they had the weapons. This team offensively is completely loaded. Um, So I knew they would be good enough, but it's just right now, if I had to give them a grade, I would definitely give them like a B plus, B, okay. uh, B plus, B, somewhere in that. Because they're doing way more than what I expected. I mean, I expected them to probably win like, you know, five games or so. And right now, they look like they could at least get to six or seven. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're doing a really good job in Carolina. I, I got to give them credit where it's due. 
So we're, you're going with B plus. I would probably, I, w- I think I did. Uh, I think I gave them about a B, B minus mm-hmm. uh, for this pr- pretty much the same reason. But you talk, you, you mentioned earlier about Matt Rule and mm-hmm. um, how he's kind of, you always thought the hire was good. Listen, right. I, I was skeptical of the hire off rip. Um, but mm-hmm. with you thinking that the hire was good out of the blocks, has he exceeded your expectations even more so than what, you know, you thought he would do in his first year? Definitely. I mean, you got to think about it. Just look at the last couple of games. I mean, they went toe to toe with who I believe is the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, every week they've played, especially these last couple of weeks, they've had a real rough stretch of teams like the Saints, the Bears, even though they're not that great, but they still have a really good defense. And they went toe-to-toe with every team they played this year. So for me, I thought by now, at Carolina would have at least got blowed out like twice. Like I thought the Saints game at, in New Orleans would be a blowout at this point, and I definitely thought the Chiefs would have took them all the way to the woodshed. Yeah. But the fact that they've been like hanging in every game, that's nothing but coaching because games like the Chiefs, Going to Arrowhead, one of the toughest places to play in the NFL, and you come out there and, I mean, if you're like 10 yards closer, we could be talking about a win. Um, I mean, you got to give it to Matt Rule. I mean, you seen what he was doing, just, you know, taking risks in games where really you don't have nothing to lose. Like, yeah. everybody's already expecting you to lose, like, so you might as well go full in, and I, I respect that, man. So I definitely think he's definitely exceeded expectations, at least on my end. Yeah, I agree. I like that aggressiveness. I mean, you, you, you're the Panthers. You come into the season and people automatically assume it's a rebuild, right? So you right. go, you come into the season, you you're playing the Chiefs. You've lost what five games total? I think they'd lost what three in a row. Three in a row. Three mm-hmm. in a row. You go into Kansas City against Super Bowl champions Pat Mahomes, who is like the guy right now, mm-hmm. and. Uh, to me, you do exactly what Matt Rule did. You hold nothing yep. back. And he was exactly. asked uh, by a reporter uh, after in, in one of the press conferences uh, I was in, he was like, well, did you show too much? And Matt was like, what you mean show too much? Like, what am I holding? Right. What am I keeping the stuff in my pocket for? Like, what is the big secret? We not we not holding it for the Super Bowl. Like, this is exactly. the time where you pull out your arsenal and you try to go to work and you try to pull off the upset. And they did that. And I was very impressed because I agree. I agree with you. I thought they were going to get molly whopped by um, exactly. Kansas City. And they didn't. And they hung in and, 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 they, and they almost would have won if won. not for the fact that they cannot close a deal on these game-winning drives. Is that a Teddy Bridgewater thing? <laughs> Don't get me going. <laughs> let me let me go ahead and get there. Let me. I, you you walk me right into it. I want to say this before I even say about the game-winning drives. I love. Teddy the person. I don't see how anybody can like dislike Teddy. I think a lot of people, especially on like Twitter, they dislike him because he's the guy after camp. Let's just be real. Like mm-hmm. they dislike him because he's the guy after the guy. We went through kind of the same thing. I'll use Clemson for an example. We went through the same thing. Kelly Bryant after Deshaun Watson caught a lot of heat. Like he did, even though he took us 12 and two and took us to the playoff. And I think it's kind of the same thing with Teddy. Teddy's just catching a lot of slack because he's the guy after the guy. Uh, that's really what it boils down to. My personal opinion, I, I think Teddy is a great guy, but is he a franchise quarterback? And this is what I want people like, shout out to my guy, JJ, like Panthers culture. You know what I'm saying? This is the what I want them to understand. 
do I think Teddy Bridgewater can probably get you to playoffs if you build around him, like put a good defense around him, good offense around him, stuff like that? Yes, he can get you to the playoffs. He can probably even get you into like the divisional round. Okay. Like if you build around him, he can he can get you probably eleven wins. He did it in Minnesota. But my thing is this: when it comes to the big games and the championship drives and stuff like what we're about to get into, can he do it? We've seen four weeks in a row. He cannot. We've seen it. Four weeks straight. He cannot win when it matters the most. Like, even though that, that drive where he, you know, did that dive or whatever in Kansas City, I mean, that takes guts. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, okay, first but, of all, let's go. Let, let's let's pause right here. I yeah. understand. I mean, I just don't understand the love fest for that. Like, Teddy Broad Bridgewater is a football player. We're exactly. not out here on the golf exactly. course. We're not playing basketball where they tend exactly. to be a little softer. Like, this is football. This is the gridiron. And what you do is make plays. And Teddy Bridgewater, oh, he putting his body on the line. If, I, if I'm not correct, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I saw a guy named Cam Newton who used to do that Every time, all the time, every game, yeah, without any hesitation. And I didn't see the love fest when he used to do that. So, like, yeah, that was a great play. I love the play. I actually thought, okay, they dead in the water on this fourth down, and Teddy makes that play. Like, that's a football Mm -hmm. play. That's the type of play you make as a football player. I'm not giving Mm -hmm. you any extra props for doing that. Exactly. No, I agree with you, and that's and that's what I've been trying to preach to these Teddy apologists like i understand that y'all just want to support your quarterback and that's cool i'm not saying not to support teddy now it's okay to have different opinions even i don't think teddy bridgewater is a franchise quarterback he's a bridge guy not no pun intended I mean, but there's that's what a he pun is. there though there's a pun there <laughs> yeah like he he's the next he's the guy before the next actual guy that's how i feel about it but coming back to the game when it drives let me get back to that because i keep hearing excuses on the radio Shout out to WFNZ. I love listening to them. I listen to them. I listen to them all the time. Every week, there's a new excuse for why Teddy is not closing. One week, it's, oh, the O-line isn't playing well. They didn't block well. Oh, you know, um, DJ Moore ran the wrong route. Like, every week, there's an excuse. We have seen this four weeks in a row, and it's still the same thing. Panthers have been in every single game, and then when it comes down to the game-winning drive, Teddy flops every time that's what we've seen every time this year and franchise quarterbacks don't do that there you go right they don't there. do that and not and not every drop that really ever but they're never gonna they're definitely not gonna do that every single drive so that's my issue with teddy um i just i think he's a good guy you know what i'm saying like i said good leader guy you want the locker room all that good stuff but when it comes to a franchise quarterback we're talking strictly on the field football play this guy is not a franchise quarterback i now, mean that's that's really it now, speaking of franchise quarterback, you keep you keep setting me up perfectly. And if you're tuning in for the first time, you're listening to Carolina Bliss, the radio show on ESPN 730. You talked about a franchise quarterback. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know if you were one of the ones getting the gas tanks out at the beginning of the season. For sure. But yes. <laughs> you, OK, so you had you were you brought the gas tanks out. You were trying to get the tank gassed up. Is tank for Trevor officially dead now? Oh, yeah. No, the Panthers are too good. And see, that's it goes back to Marty Herney again. If Marty Herney says, you know what, we're going to ride out there with Cal Allen and Will Greer, I would probably still be a Panther fan right now. I actually, I know I would. I would be all in. I'd be like, yeah, sure. We're about to go 1-15, 2-14, something like that, and we're getting Trevor Lawrence. At this point, I think Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields actually are out of play. 
Um, now, I keep hearing about this guy from BYU, the Zach Wilson kid. Um, I, I would like to see him against a little bit more competition, you know, for me to really be like, oh, yeah, but I, I watched the game he played last week, I believe, against Boise, and he did look pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Um, and then also as well, we've been hearing about the guy in North Dakota State, Trey Lance. Obviously, he's another, you know, talented player. But once again, we really only got to see one real full year of him and then one game this year where he did not look that great. Um, so I think when it comes to tanking for Trevor, yeah, that's done. The Jets have basically locked that up. And you can even argue, even tanking for Justin Fields, there's another New York Giants team that could possibly use yeah. a quarterback as well, are the Jacksonville Jaguars that could use a quarterback as well. So I think both of them are out of the mix. Um, but I think Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, all those guys, Cal Trask, Mac Jones, I think all those guys are still in play. All right. Uh, speaking of Trevor, you 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 made it known at the beginning of the show. And if you follow uh, Tony on Twitter, you know that he's a huge Clemson football fan. I didn't know that you had roots in Anderson. So, of mm -hmm. course, that I mean, I was going to ask you because, you know, I grew up in Columbia and right. back in the day there were no Clemson fans like because sure Clemson wasn't. sucked. And I was like, mm -hmm. OK, now when I go back to South Carolina, for whatever reason I may go. I see all these Clemson shirts and I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. like, what? When did this happen? But I guess, you know, I guess that bandwagon is full and it everybody is. is on it. But speaking of Clemson, your Tigers lost for the first time during the regular season. Mm -hmm. since which year was it? Uh, 2016. It's been 2016. Since they yep. lost last week to Notre Dame. They're off this week. But I have to ask you, do they win that game last week with Trevor Lawrence under center? No, they do not. And I'm gonna tell you wow. why they do not. Okay. Um, that I don't think offense was not the problem, right? Like DJU, the true freshman out of California, the guy had almost 500 yards passing. Um, so I don't think DJU is the. I don't think the offense was really never the problem. We have, as of right now, in during that game, we had eight starters, eight to nine starters within the game and before the game, out. We lost mm -hmm. our two starting safeties during the game. We lost Nolan Turner and yeah, Xander. targeting call, right? On both of them? No, no. They both got injured. They both got injured. Oh. We lost both of them to injuries. Okay, okay. Yeah, so both of them to injuries. We also lost our starting D tackle, who was probably going to be a top five or ten pick in about, I think he's a sophomore. So next year, Tyler Davis. He's been out for most of the season. We also lost our starting middle linebacker. Skowski, which he's the heart of our defense. We lost him as well two weeks ago. Then we also lost two of our corners during the game. Mm, so when I when I tell sad. people this, I'm not trying to make excuses because I know Clemson's loaded. They're like, you know, they have they can just reload up. I understand that. But when we're talking about losing eight guys just on one side of the ball, I haven't even got on the offense side. We got two starting wide receivers out right now and our quarterback. Um, so I don't even want to get on and two linemen. So when I look at that game, I, I really don't get that mad because I'm like, we were banged up. We basically have our team for next year out there, and we put 40 up on them and hung in the game with the number four team at their place. Oh, yeah, Clemson, the, the future is bright. Like, that's what I'm looking at it at least like. But I think even if Trevor plays that game, I don't, I don't think it's different. I think we still lose because of all of the injuries on the defense side of the ball. Yeah, and, and speaking of DJ – I mean, DJ, you came in there and 439 yards, two touchdowns, ended with a passing rating of 164.7. He outplayed Ian Book 
and it was just like, you know, I, I personally was impressed with him. I hadn't watched him play. I, I'm not, I wasn't even really that familiar with him. I familiarized mm-hmm. myself after, of course, Trey, uh, Trevor went down. But mm-hmm. is, is he, is he going to be able to pick right off, right up where Trevor Lawrence leaves off if, if he decides to leave after this year? I'm going to tell you this, and I, I got ridiculed for saying this. I've watched Deshaun Watson. I've watched Trevor Lawrence. I've watched DJU. At this point, let me make this clear. At this point of his freshman year, he's ahead of both of them. Wow. He's ahead of both of them. At this point, and I, I'm, I'm a Clemson stan. I've watched every game, every play, every everything. He is better at this point of his freshman career. He is better than what Deshaun was in 2014 in his freshman career. And he is better than what Trevor was in, at this point of his freshman career. DJU played in the biggest game of the year. Let's be honest. Yeah. The Notre Dame Clemson game was the biggest game of the year. And he just looked like it was just another regular game. And then also a lot of people don't know this. He's struggling with a shoulder injury right now. So oh, like they couldn't even run, Yeah, they couldn't even run their full offense because he's struggling with a shoulder injury right now. That's why we weren't running a lot of zone reads and stuff like that. This kid is the truth. Like he could end up being the first Heisman to ever come out of Clemson because I don't think Trevor gets it this year because he's hurt. But yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe the Panthers need to look forward to DJU and maybe not Trevor. Hey, two hey, hey, two more years. He'll be ready. Two and, more and, years. He'll be and, there. A, and side note, I want people to put some respect on the ACC's name. I get tired Please. of hearing this SEC, this SEC, that SEC always, I think they come in with all this pomp and circumstance just because they're supposedly the king of football. And then you have their best teams lay eggs. And when you see a game like Notre Dame and Clemson go the way that it did and live up to the hype, unlike the SEC games that I have seen recently that have been blown up uh, to live up to the hype and and go into extra uh, extra time, put some respect on the ACC's name. And speaking of Notre Dame, what do you think about them renting space in the ACC? I want them to join, man. I'm gonna be. I've been. I've been saying that though, like for years now. Like I want Notre Dame to join. Like I really do. Like especially now because I. I gotta give Brian Kelly credit. He's got those. He's got that program looking a lot better. Like I'm gonna be honest. I wouldn't even expect them to be that good last week. That defense they have is real. If they continue to recruit at the level that the, that the level that they are doing, they are gonna be able to sustain this success that they are having right now. I want them to join personally. Um, you know, I've always thought them and Clemson in the ACC chat, it would give Clemson at least a legitimate, yeah. you know, contender, yeah. which I think North Carolina, I think North Carolina is, is heading there. They're getting ready. They're getting ready. North Carolina's on their way, but I think Notre Dame would give them a challenge like right now. And I wish, you know, I, I, I'm glad we got to see it for, you know, the COVID situation, um, for them to, you know, join the conference, but I really would want it long-term, you know what I'm saying? Cause I really do think that uh, it would be just really intriguing. And while we're talking about the ACC, and then I'll let you go ahead to the next topic, I'm with you on the putting respect on the ACC's name. I mean, you look at the teams right now that are in the ACC. I know this is a weird, funky year and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but we have Miami right now in the top 10. Right. Clemson and Notre Dame both look like both of those could be playoff contending teams. Mm-hmm. Even when you look at North Carolina, I know they yeah. lost to Virginia, I know they lost to Florida State. I told you guys, they're coming. They're on the way. They need about they're about a year away from being there. Like they're they're on their way. And then when you look at teams like even like the mid-level teams like NC State, yeah. Virginia Tech, teams like that. I mean, like 
NC State was just in the game last Friday with the number 11 Miami team. It went down to the wire, Wake Forest. So I think the ACC, especially this year, has definitely improved, but it's just, it's popular to be like, oh, the ACC, oh, they're laughing. It's just popular for people to do that, but they've definitely gotten better. I I completely agree. All right, we're going to go to our next segment called Blitz or Block. If you're not familiar with the show, again, you're tuned into Carolina Blitz Radio Show on ESPN 730. I'm going to pose Tony, Teddy, uh, Tony, sorry, Tony, the question. (laughs) And uh, he's going to either blitz it or block it. I'll do the same and then we'll discuss. So first one, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy had jokes when he met with us, the media yesterday ahead of Sunday's matchup against the Bucks. He was wearing a referee shirt. He said he was throwing a flag on any question he didn't like. He also joked that he had just returned from his job at Foot Locker because he needed a safety net because the punter is one for one for a touchdown this year. He also told us, though, how he spent his birthday this past Tuesday. He went to Olive Garden for salad and breadsticks. And he also mentioned that he brought his own cranberry juice. So blitz or block to celebrating your birthday at Olive Garden. I, I, I blitz that. I don't have a problem with Olive Garden yeah, like that. Please. I don't mind it. Relax. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Olive Garden like that. I don't think that's a bad choice. I'll blitz it. That's Man, cool. Man, stop. You made $20 million this year and you go into Olive Garden? <laughs> hey, he might be a simple man. He might just... Hey, well, he might obviously be so, he's a simple man. Yeah. But still, everybody likes to eat good. Olive True. Garden, I'm blocking this, okay? I, I'm not <laughs> even saying you got to go to Del Frisco. Although, like, birthdays is like... This is your one time. This is your one day of the year. It should be celebrated appropriately. And with That's a true. mediocre or subpar dinner at Olive Garden, breadsticks and salad, he didn't even have any meat. Like, come on. Absolutely okay, yeah. Now that, I, now that I think about it, I'm, I'm actually switch, switching sides. Yeah, <laughs> I might block that too as well. I, I, I when you said at, no meat, I was like, yeah, block. No Never meat. mind. Yeah, like, I can at least spend. I can at least drop five hundred dollars on a dinner. Like take mm-hmm. me and my take take me and my significant other out and spend five hundred dollars. He got it. Like, yeah, exactly. Block. All right, yeah, Russ, block. I'm with that block. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, he asked to be traded from the Houston Rockets. There have been a number of teams that have been linked to the former MVP. Most recently, the Charlotte Hornets. That report came out, uh, I believe, yesterday. So Blitzer blocked mm-hmm. the Hornets trading for Westbrook. Absolutely block. You block that all day, any day. And here's why. <laughs> you block that because, for one, Russell is in like, I think he has like three more years on his contract, and it's a lot of money. Yeah. You're getting rid of Batum this year. So there's no reason to, you know, and I think you're getting rid of Zeller too this year as well. Yeah. So you're about to actually be free from money, actually, for once. And you're building a nice little core. You have Devontae Graham. You have, you know, all those Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington. Right. They have a little good little young nucleus. And they're going to draft in a few days, either LaMelo Ball, James Wiseman, somebody like that. You do not, I repeat, you do not go sign or trade or whatever for Russell Westbrook just so you can be NBA purgatory, getting right to that seventh or eighth seed and getting put out in the first round. It's going to be Kimba all over again. That's what it's going to be. Well, I, I think I'm going to block it. At first I said, okay, it'll bring a little buzz to Charlotte. The Hornets mm-hmm. could use some buzz. He's Jordan brand. You got the Michael Jordan connection. At least mm-hmm. people will start paying attention to the Hornets a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But if, if you're looking at long-term, 
I like what Mitch has been doing with the franchise as far as uh, the youth. Uh, they got a little swag about them, even though we don't see it. And that's on the Hornets because their media team is terrible. So they need to do a better job of promoting these young, talented guys that they got because they're swaggy and we don't get to see it like we should. So I'm going to mm -hmm. block. I like Westbrook. He's an old head. So just go somewhere where you can contend for a championship. That's that's exactly. what I would say. That's what I would say. Mm -hmm. All right, final one, the Panthers. They'll face a motivated Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay squad coming off an old-fashioned beatdown last, uh, last Sunday at the hands of the New Orleans Saints. Blicks are blocked. The Panthers will hand Tom Brady his second loss in a row this week. I'm going to have to block that. I think Carolina's going to be in the game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. They've been in every game this year. So they showed me they can be there. You just don't see Tom Brady have two back-to-back bad weeks. You just you just don't see it. That's just one of those things you just don't see. And I just don't see it happen. I think they rebound this week and find themselves getting the win over Carolina. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the word. I think maybe if they had won or played close with uh, New Orleans mm -hmm. and there would not have been all of this talk in the media and mm -hmm. questioning of Tom Brady and his skills because Tom Brady is uber competitive. And, and you know, a lot of athletes try to say that, oh, I don't pay attention to that stuff. That's a lie. I, they all yeah, they pay attention do. to it all. Right. And they use it and they channel it as motivation. Tom Brady mm -hmm. will come out motivated. I, I mean, I just... I, I just think he'll play well. And see, the, the one thing that people aren't aren't giving props on is Tampa Bay's defense. Tampa Bay's Definitely. offense has been, okay, they're good. And I think they get more props because it's Tom Brady. But their defense mm -hmm. is fourth in the league. They're yep. first number when it one comes to rushing. Yeah, number yep, one rushing defense. Like 14th in passing net yards. They're second in sacks. So it's that defense that's going to give the uh, Panthers problems. It'll be interesting to see how Teddy Bridgewater – uh, operates uh, in that defense and how Tom Brady bounces back. But if I'm betting my house, it wouldn't be on the Panthers. Yeah, on the Panthers. It would yeah, definitely be on the Bucks. All right. Thank you guys for tuning into our show. Thanks again to Tony West. Make sure you are checking out his uh, podcast and following him on Twitter at AO underscore T time nine. Again, if you want to be a co-host, we're here every Saturday at 1030. Uh, hit up our DMs on at Carolina Blitz at Keep Blitzing and make sure you're following us and going to CarolinaBlitz.com for all of your sports and entertainment news. 